You're listening to UK3 Radio Podcasts. Hello, I'm Emma Parkin, and welcome back to The World at Large and Episode 3 of Battleground. Well, the response has been overwhelming. Thank you to everyone who has taken time to write and tell us your thoughts about the programme. To say that we're surprised with the amount of interest in the story would be a gross understatement. We have never received this many messages from all of you, even about Abe the Gorilla. However, we will not divulge what happens in this story until it is time. Even if the tabloids are trying to ruin the surprise for all of you, we will not comment. But we promise we are listening and we appreciate your interests to a point. Please don't leave any more packages outside our building in Kensington. Thank you. Well, I flowered the cake too much then now, haven't I? Let's get back to our tale. This is episode three of Battleground. Kate Merrill is with the Republican candidates, Ken McLeod with the Democrats, but first... Bombshell announcement today, Governor John Vickers has commuted the sentence of Justin Tripps, scheduled to be executed tomorrow. Some people are monsters and need to die, like the Oklahoma City guy, I get that. They're born and then terrible stuff happens to them and then become monsters and it's bad. I disagree with the governor and what he did, but... I think what he did was right. I admire that about him. The Donovan campaign feels DOA. What is going on over there? It's been five days since Governor Vickers commuted the sentence of Justin Tripps. It put him on the map nationally and made him even more of a threat to the Donovan campaign if he decides to run. Tonight is also the first Republican primary debate that Congressman Donovan will be attending. He is sure to be asked about his state chair's decision to commute the sentence of a convicted killer. Ben and Tack are talking in the parking lot of the campaign office. Allison and Cole are waiting for them inside. Hey, Tack, uh, here's your coffee. You hear from Lindsay yet? No. She'll call. You'll see her again, Ben. Donalyn in the office? Stephanie is prepping him for the debate. Something about synergizing his voter base core. Sounds like Pilates. By the way, you should work on your apps. Uh, reporters have been calling all morning about the governor. We want to talk about jobs, not our state chair commuting a death sentence. You think he'll run for president? If he wanted to run for president, then commuting the death penalty is exactly what he would do to seem like a compassionate conservative. But his poll numbers went down with conservative Republicans. True, but he could figure those people wouldn't vote for him anyway in a primary. Or... Maybe he just did it because he believed it was the right thing to do. I think it was valiant. Valiant? Yeah. Bold. Gutsy. I know what it means, Lancelot. It's just hard for me to imagine he didn't do it without a larger plan. We just have to figure out what that is and how we respond. But Donalyn is against the death penalty. Not publicly. We call it a state issue. This is going to force him to be more specific, which you never want to do in a primary. I think he should support what the governor did. Ben, it's not always easy to be valiant. Hey, Cole. Tech, how much uh, did that Bishop fundraiser get us? 10,000. And how many angry phone calls did we get? About 1,000. Why? Bishop just announced he's given a half a million dollars to Santorum Super PAC. Really? The mother... Oh. Hey, Allie. Guys, can I talk to Cole and Tack for a second? Oh, uh, yes. Uh, sorry, uh, I'll walk uh, to the other room. 
Thanks, Ben. Do we have an address for Kara Jamison for the Waters campaign in Chicago? For KJ, what? Lindsay said she was going to work for her and she left her sweatshirt behind. I wanted to send it to her. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll send you her contact info. Did we, did we figure out why Lindsay bolted? No, she just got up from her desk and walked to her car. I'm going to send her the sweatshirt via United Parcels Service. Why are you talking weird? I am no longer using abbreviations or acronyms. Because? I am eccentric. Remember when I wore cat ears for a month? I do. I like people who are eccentric don't say they are eccentric, they just are. Or the most eccentric eccentrics do say that they are eccentric. Guys, can, let's just, can we talk about this after work? I thank God it's Fridays. Can we all take my sports utility vehicle? Please stop doing this bit. Sure, yeah, I do have to stop at the automated teller machine. And I'm done, goodbye. Wow. No, tech is not laughing out loud. No one covers New Hampshire like we do. Now, WMUR News 9 at 6. And breaking news now out of Bristol. The New Hampshire primary in the Republican field remains crowded. but with two. This will be the first debate for Congressman Tom Dimelin, whose campaign has been hit with a series of missteps since announcing his candidacy two weeks ago. And with strategy in mind, all the candidates will likely be playing the cards they have left in hopes that they're holding what amounts to a winning hand or at least enough to stay in the game. Donlin's team is huddling in the candidate's office. Surrounding Congressman Donlin are TAC, consultant Stephanie Wilson, senior advisor Hank Olson, and Cole. They're going over last-second strategy for the debate. Each candidate gets a one-minute opening statement. First debates are crucial for branding with broad market audiences, so use that first minute wisely. Thank you, Stephanie. So, whatever the question is, we want to bring it back to the concept of independence. Taking back the party, not towing the party line. Which is a waste of time. That lane is closed to us. Just go with the bread and butter of our base. Less. Less taxes. Less regulations. Less government. Just, just keep saying less. It's not going to have you stick out. It's just white noise. Literally. Guys, the only soundbite on the news tonight is me talking about Vickers and the death penalty. Period. So, just steer clear of it. Or if you have to, just be boring. It's an anger point. There's no answer that's going to help you. I think it's an interest point, and it's going to come up quickly, probably in the first question. You, you can disagree with his decision to intervene without revealing your position. Just start to distance yourself from the government. Am I crazy, or did his approval ratings just go up? With Democrats. It's down 10 points with Republicans in this state, a state we need to win. And he's either going to drag us down with them, or he's going to move to the left and run against us. I think you stand by your friend's decision, even if you disagree. You want to lose the base over this? Those are Romney and Santorum voters anyway. Let's find crossover voters. You know, the, the college student who wants smaller government, but also access to birth control. Yeah, the dad with the NRA card and the proud of my gay son bumper stick. You just named two people whose vote we might get. What about the other 150,000 we need to land in the top three in January? Congressman. The governor dug his own grave. Don't jump in with him. Well, at least he took a position. What? Which is more than we're doing. You thought this was good, Tack? I thought it was valiant. You know? Bold. Gutsy. Maybe I should just be honest. I thought the governor made the right call. The kid was being bullied and he snapped. He deserves to be jailed but not executed. Then say that. Tack. Allie, we're prepping. Congressman, the voters want to hear... Okay, that... well, the Federal Express guy will not leave without your signature. Okay, tell him I'll be there in 10 minutes. Okay, uh, I forgot the safety word to get you out of a meeting. Do you need to talk to me right now? Yeah, sorry, everyone. Cole, tell me about the commercial that was released just before the first debate. About the governor? You know, uh, it was odd. It, it, it seemed unnecessary. The governor hadn't announced he was running for president, and someone just decided to release Locus into his hypothetical campaign. I remember looking out into the hall and seeing Tack watch the spot for the first time, and just all the blood 
just ran out of his face. Guy will not leave without your signature. Okay, tell him I'll be there in 10 minutes. It was just released to Breitbart. Also, look for the influence of the deep-pocketed third-party super PACs. Is something wrong with Governor Vickers? His poor decisions recently have the whole state wondering what's behind this bizarre behavior. Could it be his medication? Antidepressants may cause anxiety, confusion, impulsiveness, even severe mental and mood changes. Depression is serious and can affect anyone, but not just anyone is governor. We deserve to know the truth. Governor, what are you on? Channel 7 just picked up the story. Who made this? There are no markings or credits. It is a super PAC. I mean, a super political action committee. That bit is getting annoying. Why do you think it's a super PAC? Well, it was posted by a YouTube user who has posted political spots in the past, and they have all been from the same group. What's the group? Something called True Patriots. Shit. What? That was Hank Olson's group till six months ago. The call is coming from within the house. Tack, where are you going? I hadn't seen Tack this angry since the campaign we worked on together in Wisconsin. He immediately started running towards the candidate's office. I didn't have time to get into the room, but luckily the mic was already on from the last one. Unbelievable! You had your pack make a spot about Vickers taking antidepressants? Tack, I have no idea what you're talking about. Answer my question. Did you take the information I gave you about the governor making a tack ad? Hank, I said we would only go after if he announced he was running against us. I had nothing to do with whatever you're talking about. Really? Just happens three days after I tell you that he's on medication. You know how I know it's you, Hank? Because it's a terrible decision. It hurts us. He's our state chair. He introduced us to the state two weeks ago in Manchester. He's an ally in this state that we are currently 20 points behind. I didn't make the spot. It's your super PAC. We can't coordinate with the PAC. So bullshit me. Congressman, did you know about this? Of course not. Then we need to condemn it right now. Otherwise, we are intentionally destroying a good man's career. Congressman, I have nothing to do with this spot, but you should consider this an opportunity, an opportunity to separate yourself from him. The governor is dragging down your numbers and keeping you off message. We just cut him loose. People will admire it if you stand by him. This isn't a fairy tale tack. Well, we've got the talking ass. I'm sorry, Hank, but Tech's right. I think you knew about this ad, and I cannot have my orders ignored. You're joking. No, I'm not. I need you to leave the office immediately. Tom! Really? <laughs> okay. Good luck, everyone. I'll have Cole work up a press release supporting the government. No. Let's do it at the debate. It'll have more impact. I'll stand by him. He's a good man. Okay. I've known the governor for 20 years. If he's crazy, we're all crazy. See, I listened to that, Cole, and it feels like you won the day with the candidate. It, it should be a victory for you, but you, you so you didn't feel that way. No, I mean, you know, I've, I've been writing for politicians for 10 years at that point, so I listen to exactly what they're saying or not saying, and then I look to see what actions they take after. Him not wanting to send out a press release right then, that was a red flag. He, there was just something wrong with how the congressman reacted, you know, it was, too, it was too easy for us to convince him. So I talked to Tack in the hallway after the meeting. He's lying to us, Tack. There, there's no way Olsen makes that spot without Donald knowing. He just fired him, Cole. Did he? Because I didn't hear those words. And, and, and would he fire Olsen without seeing the spot first? No, he'd already seen it, Tack. Why would they do that? So we can drop him as the state chair and look like a hero to the right. All that tough on crime bullshit. The congressman is turning to the right, Tack. Cole, that's, that's just not true. Donnellan 
isn't the candidate we met eight months ago at that Denny's in Pittsburgh. Look at the last couple weeks. He pushed for the meeting with Bishop, picked that asshole Murray to do the intro speech, then today with this bullshit, some, something's off. Okay, Zach. okay, then he's not perfect. Great, he's not perfect, none of them are. We knew that when we took on a Republican candidate that we would have to make some sacrifices. Not on things we believe in. Cole, two years ago we were working out of a storage shed. We're running a presidential campaign right now. Not anymore. You're leaving. So you, you're gonna quit when it gets hard. Oh, you think that's why I'm leaving? Are you, everything we do is hard. I work 18 hour days. My hotel room overlooks a meat processing plant. My, my, my shower has two temperatures, scalding hot or Titanic water. I, I haven't eaten a meal in two months that didn't come wrapped in paper or aluminum foil. That's what I signed on for. I'm leaving because this is not working. Our candidate is not someone I believe or trust or think would make a good president. And by the way, look around you, Tack. KJ, Lindsay, me, we're all leaving. Donald's actions don't equal his words. And you'd see that if you weren't so damn desperate to beat your father in a race. I need your key card. Tack. Key card. Okay, here. Really hope I'm wrong. You are. We'll be back to the podcast after this message. It was one of the worst brothels I've ever seen. Our team had just arrived in Bangkok and we were taken to a rundown building in Pepang. You see these women lined up in the front of the building and you think, you have to be kidding me. As a journalist, you have to be fair and impartial. But as a human being, you can't help but think someone needs to help them. We got our interviews and left, but I'll never forget these women. These are the stories that matter. I'm Sanjay Rosa, presenter and correspondent for UK3. Welcome back to the World at Large podcast. I was so sorry to see Cole leave. I found him to be incredibly insightful about other people. And like Lindsay, he didn't say goodbye to anyone. He just grabbed his laptop and left. Most people didn't even know he was gone. I looked around and realized at that moment that the only people who were still working on the campaign from the day Donlin announced two weeks ago were Ben, Tack, Allie and myself. And even that was temporary. Hey, Kara Jameson. I just wanted to get your address there to send Lindsay her sweatshirt. Is she not working there? I thought you offered her a job working with you. Oh, okay. My mistake. Yeah, I guess I got the information wrong. Yeah, bye. I mean, goodbye. <sighs> Never mind. Hey, Ben, uh, I just talked to Kara Jamison in Chicago. She says she did not offer Lindsay a job. She had no idea what I was talking about. Why would she lie? I do not know. Um, hey guys. Hey, Doc. I wanted to let you know that Cole left the campaign this afternoon. Oh, what did you do? No, Allie, I, why? It wasn't me. Why is everyone leaving, Tack? I don't know, Ben. I just wanted to make sure that you guys weren't thinking. No, no, I, I, I'm not unless you're. No, no, I'm not leaving. Uh, Tack, there is a familiar looking woman who just came in the front door. Tack, can I talk to you for a second? That voice you hear is Mary Vickers, daughter of Governor Vickers. She appears to be distraught, her eyes still wet, but she is also angry. They go into tax office. What's going on? 
Did you do it, Tech? Did you authorize that commercial about my father? No. Do you know who did? I don't, Mary. Listen, I was appalled by it as well, but we had nothing to do with it. Tech, he's devastated. He's not thinking clearly. He, he's talking about resigning as governor. What? He thinks that with what he did with the Trips case and now this, he thinks everyone is against him. He's spiraling. Look, Mary, I need you to I need you to tell me the truth. Of course. Was your dad gonna run for president? No. He knew he wouldn't be able to keep his depression a secret if he ran. Okay. Okay, we're gonna support you. Donalyn is gonna make a statement at the debate supporting your father. There's just so many people mad at him, Tack. Don't people understand that he was just doing what he thought was best? Let's have him do some press with Donalyn after the debate tonight, okay? We don't have that much time, Tack. He asked Brian to schedule a press conference for this afternoon. I, I couldn't stop him. I I think he's gonna resign. What time is the presser? At four. Okay. I gotta be at the debate at six. Where's he at? Campaign office. Okay. Let's go. This is what I found so fascinating about Tack. We were two hours away from the biggest debate of his career and he was running to the other side of town to help the governor. We are currently running down Sycamore Avenue. Uh, Tack and Mary are about 20 feet ahead of me outside the Vickers for re-election. Headquarters, uh, they, um, they both appear to be uh, in better shape than myself. Let's go, JD. We don't have all day, my friend. Yeah, I should do more cardio. Governor around? He's in his office. Can I help you with something? Oh, hey, Mary. Tack thinks he can convince my dad not to resign. Okay, who's this? This is JD. He works on the campaign. He can address No. No, no, no. We, we can't have him recording in here. Uh, my dad doesn't care. I Brian. care, and I'm running the campaign now. Not if he quits. Brian, I should have talked to you first, but Tack is here to help. Oh, uh, Governor, I'm, I'm sorry. I should have... Don't say it, Tack. I'm done. Are you crazy? Watch yourself, Tack. Governor, you quit now. That is what people are going to say, that you had a mental breakdown and resigned because you couldn't take the pressure. Then let them say it. Don't give me that shit, Governor. You're good at this job. This is what you're supposed to be doing and I'm not gonna let you throw it away because a commercial hurt your feelings. You quit now and everything they said becomes truth. I don't think so. You won't be remembered for your service or your work in the state senate. You won't be remembered as a great father or a husband. Crazy will be your legacy. The people who know me will know the truth. You're sending a message that cheap tactics from rich men are more powerful than a lifetime of service. What would Monica have wanted you to do? Uh, hey. Guys, sorry to interrupt. It's okay, Brian. Um, well, uh, State Attorney Delatote just announced she is launching an investigation into your commuting Justin Tripp's sentence. She she wants to know if you were um, if you were medicated when you made the decision. I nominated her for that job. Dad, did the medication make you commute that sentence? No, I do it again right now. Then you need to stand up to them, Governor. They're trying to take you down. Do not let them. Don't go out like this. Okay. Okay what? Okay. I won't resign. That's... that's great. Okay. What's the plan? Well, I don't know. Brian? We should get a new poll out, see just how much support we've lost. You don't have time for a poll. Right. You know, I'm gonna cancel the press conference. Keep it. Move it to tomorrow. Tell the press it's a big announcement. Leak that you're thinking of dropping out. That will bring more press. They love a funeral. Then... Tell the people of New Hampshire that they hired you to do what you think is right, and that is exactly what you have done. Okay. That's good. That's good. I agree. Thanks, Brian. Okay, I gotta get to the debate, but you're gonna need someone to write the speech with the governor. I can do that. 
Governor, you need someone who writes speeches for a living, and luckily the best just became available today. Here's Cole's number. I gotta go to the debate, but remember, be honest tomorrow, and don't apologize for anything. You did what was right, period. I didn't know until I started putting this all together last year that I had accidentally recorded another conversation between Ben and Allie that took place just before the debate. Ben, did Lindsay turn in her campaign cellular telephone before leaving? I assume. Check her desk. Why? I do not know. Maybe you can tell us why she left the campaign out of the blue. Are you going to check her internet personal assistant device? You know, I iPad. What are you doing? That thing you were doing. Don't do my bit. Sorry. This Sunday, a special edition of Meet the Press, live from New Hampshire. I've never been backstage at a debate before. I I guess I thought it would be more chaotic. It's anything but. There's this eerie quiet through the hallways. The candidates are all huddled with their staff in different green rooms while TV production crew people walk past whispering into their walkie-talkies. The Downland campaign doesn't have its own dressing room because at this point there are more candidates than rooms. Downland's green room is an area near the stage that is roped off and has curtains hanging from each side to give the illusion of privacy. Tack is giving the congressman last-minute instructions as he's getting mic'd up for the debate. The first question you'll get will be about Vickers. Right. When defending the governor, make short, confident statements, talk about your friendship and the ideals that you share. Got it. Any electronics on you? Just my iPhone. Okay, let's take it out. They mess with the mics. Oh, okay. Tack, um, Hank Olson is here? Ben, speak up. I cannot understand you. Hank Olson is here. Yeah, Tech, I asked him to come. I thought about it. We don't know if he made that ad. I have to take him at his word. And even if he did, it was to help the campaign. We all make mistakes. You know that better than anyone. It'll be okay. I don't okay, think. let's talk after the debate. We all want the same thing. Tech, to win, we'll be fine. Governor Vickers arrives backstage with his daughter, and he and the congressman share a hug. Good luck out there, Tom. Thanks, buddy. I need it. Okay. Thanks, everybody. I'll see you on the other side. Hey, Zach. Thanks for saying what you did today. I meant it, Governor. We're glad you're on the team. I look forward to it. Zach, you got a suck? Sure. Talk to KJ. Don't you mean Kara Jameson? I stopped doing that bit. Okay. Let me guess, she's taking more of our staff. No. KJ said she never offered Lindsay a job. She doesn't know where she is. Then why did Lindsay leave? I wondered the same thing. I got her campaign phone to find a number for her family in Wisconsin, and I found this on it. It's a series of deleted texts from her trip to South Carolina. She got 10 of them while she was at the hotel, plus a bunch of phone calls from the same number. What'd they say? Let's have dinner, meet me in five minutes, that sort of thing. And? She said okay. She met a guy in South Carolina? That will kill Ben. No, no, it's a different area code than South Carolina. It's from New Hampshire. So maybe it's campaign stuff. Does this look campaign related? Oh, is that what it looks like? I don't know why guys send these things. They are never flattering. Oh, it also had a message, room 217. Did she respond? Nothing. I traced the phone number and it's a phone that we have in our campaign. And 217 was in the block of rooms we got. Do we know whose? I haven't called it yet. Let's see. Congressman's? Yeah. Shit. Don't tell Ben. It'll kill him. 
Okay, I'll talk to the congressman after the debate. What about his record concerns you most or makes him uh, disqualified to be the nominee? I've been friends with the governor for 20 years. I've always admired his judgment. Now, after his decision and the recent revelations about the medication he's been taking in his personal life, I, like many in this state, question that judgment. What he did was wrong, and I will be asking for him to step down as my state chair so that he can get the help that he needs. Hank, what the hell is going on here? Though the congressman didn't tell you, your services are no longer needed with the campaign. Thank you for all your help, but we're going to be going in a different direction. These gentlemen will escort you out. You too, Ben. Wow. Wow. It's amazing to think that being fired from the Donlin campaign might have been the best thing that ever happened to Tack. On the next episode of Battleground. Thank you so much for listening and telling your friends about the show. This is our last episode until we reach our fundraising goals. So if you'd like more episodes, please go to Battleground Podcast at GoFundMe.com. Help support the show. We have some fun incentives up there, including being able to be in the podcast or attend a taping. Also, please rate the show on iTunes and post about it. It's the only way we get the word out. A lot of people help me make this podcast. I've been forcing my kids to try and read all their names in 30 seconds so that they can have ice cream. So far, it's been a disaster. But before we do that, I want to give a special shout out to John Quaintance, who played Congressman Donlin. He's asked me to mention that he also wrote the movies Aquamarine and Hot Pursuit. Okay, here are my kids. Let's see if they can do it. I feel like Ella should just do the whole thing. And then we do one of them. On your marks. Can you be 31 seconds? No. Mark Hong, Jay Hayden, Elizabeth Triplett, Lindsey Payne, Ben Samuels, Jack DeSanta, Glad Pops, Ellen Blumenfeld, Deirdre Walsh, Lex Medlin, Je- Justin DeBarca, Allison Becker, Terry Reeves, Ellen Walsh, Charlotte Walsh, Jerry Lambert, Maureen Casey, Andrew Hawtrey, Lee Becker, Renee Miller, Cricket Daniel, Darren Lanning, Henna Nogmi, Nate Miller, Bill Larkin, Reese Albertrade, Nate Craig, Kristen Saunders, Robert Lynch, Thomas Bonnet, Nathan Schultz, Catherine James, Fiona Duncan, Cleveland Walsh. 30 seconds! <laughs> Everybody gets an ice cream sandwich. Yeah, it looks smart to just have Ella do it. <laughs> <laughs>